0: Hello and welcome to Bible Podlet. I'm John.
1: And I'm Beth. It's great that you could join us today.
0: Bible Podlet is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages.
1: So we'd encourage you to listen together, children with parents or children's workers, and to pause the episode if you can and talk about the stories and the questions that will come up.
0: Beth. Have you ever noticed that people seem to have different opinions and attitudes about anything and everything?
1: Oh, you're absolutely right, John. In fact, I've been thinking about this recently and I've been conducting a bit of a social experiment where I've asked not quite a hundred people, it was 75 people actually, their answers to some questions, family fortune style. So if I share those scenarios with you, John, do you think you'd be able to guess the most common responses?
0: Well, it might be a bit difficult, but uh, I'll give it a go.
1: Right, let's have a go. So question number one. So I asked 75 people the question, who is the most reliable person that you would ask for directions? And you've got a choice of four answers. So the choices of answers are a friend or family member, a petrol station employee, stranger or pedestrian in the street, or would you go to Siri or a Maps app on your phone?
0: Oh well hands down I would trust an app (laughs) over people because I've had some bad directions from people in the past. You'd go to
1: the technology before you went to a real person. I would yeah
0: (laughs) in this instance.
1: So what do you think the bottom answer was then if you think that the um, app on your phone was the top
0: answer? Right so petrol station, friends or family and a stranger in the street. I I think stranger would be my last go-to I think I would take the petrol station over a family member <laughs> because I know some of my family and i know the best with directions.
1: Well, interestingly, um, out of the 75 people that I asked, the petrol station employee came out bottom. It oh, wow. surprised me because I thought, you know, somebody works in the petrol station; they should perhaps know the local area. But no, they came at the bottom. And then um, the the second top answer was friend or family member. Uh, yep. So sort of opposite to what to what you perhaps thought, uh, <laughs> with stranger or pedestrian uh, being third. So that's really interesting that you had a, a different opinion there to some of the people uh, that I surveyed. The next question then: What is the most important thing that you shouldn't waste? Uh, And the choices are water, food, money or time?
0: This is uh, a difficult one.
1: Because, of course, we shouldn't be wasteful with anything. Well, no. It does does
0: pose a a question. Ideally, we wouldn't be wasteful with anything at all. But um, if I I had to, um, so I would say water because we all need water to survive. And there's actually quite a lot of water that goes to waste in this country anyway. So I would say water. Um, it's important not to waste food um, uh, because there are places that doesn't have, don't have food, and a lot of our food goes to waste. So, and then I would say uh, money, and then time.
1: Time is your bottom answer. Yeah. Well, interesting. at
0: heart, I'm a little bit of a time waster. Sometimes <laughs> I like to just veg out on the sofa.
1: Interestingly, out of the 75 people asked, the top answer was actually time with 38 people. Oh, wow. Saying that was the most important thing that we shouldn't waste. And then the second top was water with 24 people. And then right at the bottom, we had uh, food with eight people and money with five people. So the majority of people there actually said that time is the most important thing that we shouldn't waste. Um, so again, that just shows that you've had a different opinion to those people that were surveyed
0: yeah it is really interesting how people's opinions uh change and uh, differ and i'm I, I think i might be wrong on some of them <laughs> by, the, <laughs> by the standards of everybody else
1: yeah well you'd kind of think living uh in england especially in the northwest where we have lots of rain that you know with plenty of water and maybe people think that that's not quite as important but who knows um so I wonder how all this links with our story today, John.
0: Well, let's listen to a very special news interview for this week and find out
2: I'm Lindsay Laurie and welcome to this special edition of 8 out of 10 acts. Today we talk with Paul, previously known as Saul, who is under house arrest in Rome. He reflects on the moment that sparked his missionary journeys all those years ago, and how his life has transformed since then. Paul, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: Before we talk uh, uh, about the road to Damascus, can you describe what you were like before?
3: Oh, I was a very passionate Pharisee back in the day and was quite concerned about this uh, new group of people who claimed that Jesus was the Son of God. I didn't believe it at all. It went against everything I knew to be true at the time. I had to do my part to try and stop it from spreading and that meant to lock them all up.
2: And uh, is that why you were heading to uh, Damascus?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I'd spoken to the highest priest and asked for letters to be sent out to the synagogues so that if I found any followers of Jesus, then I could arrest them and bring them back to Jerusalem.
2: And that's when you had your transforming encounter?
3: Uh, yes, it was. Uh, my companions and I were, were heading down the road towards Damascus when suddenly there was a bright light that filled the sky and then all we heard this, was this voice out of nowhere.
2: Oh, what did the voice say?
3: the voice just asked me why i was persecuting him but i didn't know who he was so i asked the voice said he was jesus at that moment i was blind and had to be led to damascus by my companions the strange thing was that only i was blinded but we all heard the voice
2: and uh, what happened after you uh you know made it to uh, damascus
3: Well, we found somewhere to stay and after a few days with no sight or food or drink, I was visited by a man called Ananias. He came in and said that God had sent him to heal my eyes. He put his hands on me and then I could see. Something like scales fell from a fish came off my eyes when I did it. What was
2: going through your mind through all of this?
3: Oh, I was completely changed by it all. I finally understood what the apostles were saying all along about Jesus. He is the Son of God and I was completely wrong. I was so sorry for all I did against his followers and couldn't believe that Jesus has handpicked me to be his mouthpiece. So since then I've travelled around telling people about Jesus because I want everyone to know the power of God's grace. It definitely hasn't been an easy time. I'm locked up in this house because of it but it's all worth it for the glory of God.
2: Thank you, Paul. That was uh, Paul there, speaking from House Arrest in Rome, reflecting on the events that transformed his life. Thank you for joining me for this special edition of 8 out of 10 Acts. I'm Lindsay Laurie, and I'll be seeing you next time.
1: an interesting interview there we're going to talk about what paul has said and we'll ask a few questions and we encourage you to pause the podcast if you can and talk about those questions
0: together paul's transformation was quite dramatic i mean you can't get much more of an opposite right
1: well it makes sense because he was a well-respected and devout pharisee what's a pharisee they were the most serious jews They were very strict in following all of the laws and commandments that God gave to Moses when he was in the desert. You can read them all in the books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and
0: Deuteronomy if you want to. So was he one of the same type of people who wanted to get rid of Jesus too? Yes, exactly. Paul would not have believed in Jesus and the things he said at all. We've come to our first question in this episode. What did Paul think of Christians before what happened on the road? The question again, what did Paul think of Christians before what happened on the road? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on.
1: It says at the beginning of Acts, chapter 8, that Paul went from house to house dragging people outside and arresting them for
0: following Jesus. Wow! He must really have hated anyone who even said a good word about Jesus.
1: Yes, probably. He was set on destroying the church and all followers of Jesus. He even got permission from the synagogue leaders to go from town to town. That was what he was going to do when he met Jesus on the road then, wasn't it? Yes, Paul was going to Damascus, to find and arrest any follower of Jesus he found there and his companions would have been helping him.
0: So that must have been crazy when Jesus appeared to them all on the road in the bright light and told Paul to stop.
1: What's strange about the story though is that they all heard the voice and saw the bright light but only Paul was blinded.
0: It must have been really confusing for them.
1: We've come to our second question. What would you think if you were one of Paul's companions on the road? That question again? What would you think if you were one of Paul's companions on the road? Feel free to pause the podcast and then press play when you're ready to
0: continue. Now, if I was one of Paul's companions, I would have been speechless. A bright light and a voice coming out of nowhere is amazing. They might also have been
1: worried because Paul ended up blind and they had to find somewhere to stay in Damascus and look after him. The Bible says that Paul didn't eat or drink anything for three days afterwards. It's really worrying when someone you know isn't themselves.
0: And they may have been scared because news of what had happened to Paul would get back to the other Pharisees and they wouldn't know what they should do.
1: At this point in the story, we first meet Ananias, who is a follower of Jesus living in Damascus. God said to him that he should go to Paul and lay his hands on him because he had a plan for Paul. And no one had heard yet about what had happened
0: to Paul on the road.
1: So we've come to our next question. If you were Ananias, how would you feel about following God's instruction to go and see Paul? The question again. If you were Ananias, how would you feel about following God's instruction to go and see Paul? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. And then press play when you're ready to carry on.
0: I think Ananias would have been terrified of going to meet Paul. He was a follower of Jesus and he knew that Paul hated followers of Jesus and he wanted to lock them all up. So it took a lot of faith in God for Ananias to go and see Paul. But he did. Ananias went to Paul and laid his hands on him and Paul's eyes were healed and he believed in Jesus.
1: Yes, Paul was completely transformed and went to join the other disciples of Jesus in the synagogues preaching that Jesus was the Son of
0: God. It's amazing how different Paul was after meeting Jesus. His attitude and opinion changed very quickly. He no longer wanted to destroy the church but instead wanted to make it grow bigger. But people weren't sure what was
1: happening with him. They knew he wanted to lock up all the followers of Jesus but now he was saying the opposite. He had changed his mind very quickly and people were not sure
0: why. We've come to our next question. What do you think other people thought about Paul's transformation? The people you might want to think about are the disciples of Jesus, Ananias, Paul's companions, the Pharisees, and the whole town. The question again, what do you think other people thought about Paul's transformation? We encourage you to pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue.
1: People would have found it very hard to believe someone as serious
0: as Paul would
1: change their mind so
0: quickly and
1: so dramatically. If someone had told you
0: they were walking down the road, got blinded by a bright light out of nowhere and heard a voice tell you to stop hurting them and to listen to what they said, you might think they'd gone a little bit crazy.
1: Yes, you would. But Paul had been completely changed when he met Jesus on the road, and he wouldn't stop preaching that Jesus was the Son of God,
0: even when the Pharisees tried to arrest him and hurt him. When someone is transformed by Jesus, they often do things differently afterwards, because knowing and following Jesus means we look at the world differently and change our attitudes and opinions.
1: We've come to our last question. What would you think or say if someone you knew was transformed by Jesus? That question again. What would you think or say if someone you knew was transformed by Jesus? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on.
0: When we meet, say sorry to and believe in Jesus, he transforms our attitudes, what we think, what we say and what we do.
1: He changes us to become more like him. And that's a really good thing because Jesus is the best human who has ever lived.
0: Maybe you have bad feelings towards someone else or have said or done things that aren't good towards a friend or family member.
1: If you come to Jesus and say sorry for those things, he can help you transform those bad things into good ones. And if you're not sure how to do that, you can ask your adult to help you.
0: So we've come to the part of the podcast where we play a game or have a little bit of fun. So are you ready, Beth? I'm ready to have some fun. Excellent. In our story today, Paul was blinded by a bright light and that lasted for three whole days. Mm -hmm. That would have meant he would have had to rely more on his other senses, such as his hearing. Yeah. So excellent segue. I've collected some sounds to play for you. Okay. And you're going to have to guess what they are. Okay. Sounds that, simple. It
1: sounds simple. I think I can do that.
0: But it may not be so simple. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right, Beth. Here's okay. your first sound. Yep. Wait until it's finished and then um, have a guess. Okay. What it is. And listen okay? carefully. Right. And you at home, have a listen as well. See if you can guess before Beth does.
1: Oh, now then, when I first heard that clip, I thought, oh, is it somebody um, like bouncing a ball? But then I listened a little bit longer. Is it somebody typing on a keyboard?
0: It is someone typing on oh, a keyboard. Yay. Very well done. <laughs> that was a bit tricky, I think it was. But well done if you got that as well at home. We're going to play our next one. Okay. Ready? Ready. Okay. okay you're like smiling and laughing a little bit so i think you know what it is what yeah. do you think it is
1: well i was a little bit confused at first but i'm pretty sure this is the sound of a microwave
0: very well done if you got that at home as well so that's two for two you got there right i think we have to go a bit harder now okay a bit harder now right okay ready i'm ready excellent
1: let's go john that was a quick one
0: it was a quick one do you want to hear it again
1: go on then let's hear it again um was it somebody playing like snooker or pool yes it was Yeah. very good
0: (laughs) very well done right i think we need to i think we need to do some harder ones right okay here we go the gloves are off okay what do you think
1: that was really hard the gloves are off was it what if if you were close enough like what the sound of a bird's wings would make
0: no you are close it is animal related oh
1: okay is it like some kind of animal snoring
0: <laughs> close <laughs> oh okay I don't know I'm stuck stuck do you want yeah. do you want to know yeah what was it it was a cat purring
1: oh of course <laughs> yeah. There you go. I get it now, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can hear it now. I thought that might be a difficult one. Well, that was the game. I think you did very well.
1: I'm quite I'm quite pleased with myself. I feel like my ears are on top form today.
0: <laughs> I think if you were blind, you'd, you'd be okay at <laughs> sussing out what's around you. I'd know where I was, at least. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. Well, how well did you do at home? I mean, we don't know. We're not there with you, but... I hope, I, I'm sure, I'm sure you did very well indeed at home.
1: Yeah, and thanks for playing along. And what were your thoughts about the scenarios we discussed earlier on in the podcast? Did you agree with the majority or did you think something different? You can tell us via our social media accounts. We are on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter and Instagram at BDB I E.
0: I think they would have agreed with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you can also find more episodes of Bible Padlets and free discussion notes for each episode for you to use in children's group at church. And you can find those on our website at bdeducation.org.uk.
1: Sadly, that's all from us for this episode. But we hope to see you all again next time.
0: Bye. Bye! Bible Podlets was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and edited and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, visit
3: bdeducation.org.uk